0: There was a Roman emperor by the name of Domitian that demanded that any public worship be rendered to himself. He was to be worshiped as Lord and as a God. The Christians who refused to worship him uh, faced great persecution. Refusing the demand to worship him prompted a great wave of persecution against the church. You need to know that those dear saints who were ridiculed in public and they were imprisoned and they were exiled and they were killed simply because they would not worship this Roman Emperor so God answered that reign of terror with an unveiling of his victorious son God revealed a dimension never before seen In that dimension, he unveiled the Lord Jesus Christ in great power and in great glory. Looking in the book of Revelation, the book that reveals Christ, it unveils Christ. Looking in the first chapter of verse 1, it says, "...the revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave him to show to his bondservants the things..." Which must soon take place. Now, this is a revelation of Christ. It's a revealing of Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus is veiled in His first coming. You see, He came as a man, He came as uh, a son of a carpenter. He came in the frailty of human flesh form, He came as a baby in a manger. He put on humility. He was meek, he was lowly, and he was born in a lowly place called Bethlehem. Even as a baby, times were difficult. Joseph, having been warned by an angel in a dream, to take the child and to flee into Egypt. So he woke out of that dream, he left in the middle of the night with Jesus and Mary, because King Herod was going to be searching for the child to destroy him. And the angel indicated this to Joseph in a dream. Jesus was hated by the world, even from birth. Christ left his throne in glory and power. Can you imagine? He left his eternal place of glory and splendor. And he emptied himself by taking on the form of a man, a bond servant, at that. He came in obedience, even to the point of death, on a cross, and the world was so blind to who he was. The world offered him a cattle shed for his birth. Remember, there was no room for him in the inn. So he was given a manger, a cattle shed for his birth and a cross for his death. You see, his glory was veiled. It was veiled to the world. But Christ Jesus is unveiled here in the book of Revelation. We see that in his second coming, he is going to be far different from the way he was in his first coming in his second coming his glory is going to be unveiled we know that in the gospels his glory was veiled he was a, he came as the son of a carpenter and he he came the first time and he came to a crucifixion When he comes again, he's going to come to a coronation. He's going to be crowned as king of kings and lord of lords forever. When he came the first time, he came to a tree. He came to a rugged cross. But when he comes again, he is coming to a throne. When he came the first time, Jesus stood before Pilate to be judged Oh, but listen, when he comes again, Pilate himself is going to stand before him to be judged. When he came the first time, he came for shame. But when Jesus comes again, he's coming in splendor. The first time he came to redeem, the next time he comes, it's going to rule and reign. When he came the first time, he came as a suffering servant. But when he comes again, he's coming in the mighty sovereign. The world is yet to see him in his magnificent splendor, in his glorious state. I think of Zacchaeus. The Bible teaches us that he was a small man. He was short. And because of the miraculous things that Jesus had performed... Crowds were gathering around Jesus, and it made it very difficult to be able to come to Jesus, or to see Jesus, or to make your way to Jesus. So Zacchaeus, here in Luke 19 and 3, it says Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was, and he was unable to because of the crowd, for he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and he climbed up into a sycamore tree in order to see him. For he was about to pass through that way. The next time the Lord Jesus Christ returns, the children of God will see him in his glory. And we'll we'll even be like him. And he will not be difficult to see. 1 John 3 says, Beloved, now we are the children of God and it has not appeared as yet what we will be. But we know that when He appears, we'll be like Him because we will see Him just as He is. It has not yet appeared what He will be. But when we see Him, do you want to see Him? When we see Him, the Bible says that we will be just as He is. That is, we will take on the holiness that he gives. We will take on the perfection that he gives. We'll take on the appearance and the attitude and the personality and all the attributes of perfectness that he wants us to have. But not only will the saints of God see the Lord Jesus Christ, but the whole world who rejected him will see him as well. Revelation 1, 7 says, Behold, He is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see Him, even those who pierced Him, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn over Him. So it is to be. Amen. As a reward for His perfect, humble, faithful, holy service, the Father promised, the Father made a promise to exalt the Son, and He did. The Apostle Paul tells us in Philippians 2, 9, For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow, of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Isn't that wonderful? As a reward of his perfect, humble, faithful service, the Father has promised to exalt the Son, and the whole world's going to see him as he is. The many truths were concealed until the book of Revelation came along. It was the book of Revelation that's about Jesus Christ which God gave to him to show his bondservants the things which must soon take place. The world didn't see him for who he was. In every instance, in every vision and description of Christ in the book of Revelation, we see him as one of majesty and power and great glory. And the world is going to marvel and tremble at his promised glory that is going to be displayed at his return. The world is going to be completely caught off guard because for so long they didn't believe. For now the understanding of the truth found in Revelation is granted only to the bond servants of Christ. It's not for the whole world to believe this. There are many who profess to believe and follow Christ, yet they do not. We don't truly believe in Christ. We don't truly follow Christ. If we don't truly believe Christ... The revelation is not written to them who do not believe. It's not written to those who do not follow. It is not written to those who do not repent. The revelation is a closed book to those who do not genuinely come to Christ. It's a closed book to the world. So Christ Jesus gave the revelation to his servants and his servants alone. Now, A bondservant is a slave who serves out of love and devotion to his master. He wants to serve his master. That's who we are as bondservants to Christ. We're gladly devoted to him, and we're gladly all about him. And I'll tell you, this type of servitude is incomprehensible to the self-serving nature of humanity, the self-serving nature of mankind. But for the loving, willing bondservant of Christ Jesus, the prophetic truths about the future of the world are unveiled for our comfort by the revelation. I find it wonderful to know that God wants his bondservants to know the future. Don't you find that wonderful as well? Knowing how it all ends should bring us great comfort. Does it bring you comfort to know how it's going to end? If you're a, a true believer, it should bring you great comfort in knowing that in the end, it's going to all work out just fine. Friend, God knows every intricate detail of the future. You and I don't know all the details. But the things or the events which must soon take place are imminent. We know that what the Bible says is true. But it's not for us to know the time or the or the epochs which the Father has fixed by His own authority. By his own authority We know that These epics are certainly And these times are certainly Going to come to pass In the gospels Jesus issued warnings to be heeded if We look at Matthew 24 and 42 He says Therefore be on the alert For you do not know Which day our Lord is coming Jesus is saying here Be on the alert. Be watchful. Keep a watchful eye out. For you do not know the day which the Lord is to return. Knowing the events of the book of Revelation are soon to take place should shed some light upon the need to live holy, obedient obedient lives. This life is temporary at best. We're not going to Achieve so much that we're going to be able to take it with us when we go. The greatest achievement that we can have in all of life is to surrender our, this life to Christ now that we may have eternal life with Him in glory. Friends, Hebrews 12 and 14 says, Pursue peace with all men and the sanctification without which no one will see the Lord. We need to pursue peace and the sanctification in great anticipation of the Lord's return. Live like there is no tomorrow. Live today like he could return today. Be watchful, be ready. So the, so verse 1 says, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his bondservants the, the things which must soon take place, and he sent and communicated it by his angel, to his bondservant, John. Now remember, God the Father gave the revelation to his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ gave it to his angel. And then the angel gave it to the apostle John. And then the apostle John, being nothing more than a bondservant, is giving it to you and I as followers of Christ. And these are words to let us know. It's an unveiling of who Christ is. Yes, the angels have an active role in the scenes depicted in the book of Revelation, as we shall see. The Apostle John was to be the one, here in verse uh, 2, it says, who testified to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. The Apostle John had been loyal in his service. He had preached He had done the things that he was to do. He testified to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ. First John 1, in verse 1, says, What was from the beginning, what we have heard and what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of of life, and the life was manifested, and we have seen and testify and proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us. That we have seen and heard to proclaim to you also, that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. These things we write so that our joy may be made complete. You see, John faithfully testified to the first coming of Christ in one of the four Gospels and in the Epistles of John. But here it is, John declares in First John 4:14. 4, we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. So here John he is a faithful witness under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He testifies of all that he sees concerning the Lord Jesus Christ and the visions of His second coming. Wouldn't you have loved to have seen what John saw there on the island of Patmos, the visions that God gave him? What a privilege! Now, just what did John see? You might ask, well, John saw the Word of God. John saw the testimony of Christ Jesus. John saw the record and recorded all the things that Christ wanted us to know in revealing himself to us. Does the church believe the witness of John? That's the question. Do we anxiously anticipate that Christ is coming do we do we really? Do we really believe that he could appear at any moment? Shouldn't we be watching for his appearing? Christ Himself tells us to watch and be ready. If we look at Luke twelve thirty nine, the Lord Jesus Christ says, But be sure of this, that if the head of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would have he would not have allowed his house to be broken into. You too, be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour. When you do not expect Now did you know That we will witness every single Event either from this earth Or from heaven Verse 3 says Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words Of the prophecy and heed the things That are written in it for the time is near It's not enough to just Read the word of God it's not enough just to hear The word of God we must heed What God says We must heed his commandments. This is especially true when it comes to the book of Revelation. Why? Because his time is near. The events are near. They're very near and Christ is returning to earth very soon. The events of the end time are about to happen. They're at hand. His coming is imminent. It's right over the horizon. And we must read, hear, and heed the things written in his word. Read, hear, and heed the things that are written in Revelation. We must... Be looking and preparing for the coming of Christ and for the events that point toward the end of the world. The believer who does what the Revelation says shall be blessed ever so richly by God. Revelation deals with a special period. It tells of events that will take place in heaven and on earth during the climatic day of the Lord. If we could truly if it, it could truly be said in John's day, the time is near, how much more can it be said today? Time The time is near, friend. The second coming of Christ, of the Son of God, marks the end of the world as we know it. When He comes, things are going to change drastically. The Bible teaches that human history will end when the Lord Jesus Christ returns to earth to take His people to be with Him. And He establishes His kingdom and He punishes the wicked. Now Jesus issued this warning and blessing in Luke 12 and 35. Be dressed in readiness and keep your lamps lit. Be like men who are waiting for their master when he returns from the wedding feast so that they may immediately open the door to him when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom whom the master will find on the alert when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will gird himself to serve and have them recline at the table and will come up and wait on them whether he comes in the second watch or even in the third and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. Are you watchful? Are you ready when he does return? The Bible says, blessed is he who reads and those who hears the words of the prophecy. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to go through this whole book and we're going to read the words of this prophecy that we may heed the things that are written in it. For I truly do believe that his time is near, don't you? I believe his return is near. We know it's imminent, and we believe it's near. So thank you for listening. Until next time, may the Lord Jesus Christ bless you immensely. Amen.